Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. Joining me as always is my co-host, Robert Zirk. On today's show, it's graduation season. We'll tell you all about one high school that's helping inner city youth make sure they're on the right path toward finishing high school and working toward post-secondary education. Then we'll hear from citizen journalist Donna Marion. She'll tell us about her recent article on Community News Commons, which examines whether condo owners are taxed fairly. We'll also hear about another promising project coming out of the community grants team at the Winnipeg Foundation. And you'll have your chance to potentially win the opportunity to make a gift to the charity of your choice if you can answer our trivia question. And finally, Noah Ehrenberg joins us in studio to talk about this week on Community News Commons. All this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Good morning and welcome to River City 360, Nolan and Robert. Here with you, downtown Winnipeg, Sunday morning. How are you doing this morning, Robert? It's been a good morning. It's been a good week. How's how's your week been? Uh, quite well, thank you. Uh, wrapped up some old projects, started some new ones. So, you know, it's, uh, it's always a good time here in Winnipeg. Uh, we have a great show for you this week. Uh, once again, we'd like to thank everyone who called in with the answer to our trivia question last week. We've been doing this for two weeks now, and we've, uh, we'll announce who the winner was last week, and we'll also ask another trivia question this week. Um, so you have a chance to win a $50 gift to the, chari- the, to the registered charity of your choice. So make sure you listen up later in the show. That's right. We've got a great show coming up today. A lot of interesting stories to get to. Plus, as you mentioned, we'll have another contest coming up later on in the program. So keep on listening. For now, we'll get the show going with a song. So... In case you had any doubts about the longevity of rock and roll, Danny and the Juniors are here, and they sure have something to say on the matter. Here they are with Rock and Roll is Here to Stay, right now on River City 360. you've been missing 
Welcome back to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning. You know, it's graduation season, and I would imagine everyone out there knows somebody that's graduating, whether it be a granddaughter, grandson, niece or nephew, uh, one of your own kids perhaps, or even you yourself listening out there are graduating. And if that's the case, congratulations. Uh, Grada is an incredibly exciting and important time in a young person's life. And we recently attended an award ceremony at uh, the Children of the Earth High School right here in Winnipeg. Uh, dozens of awards were giving out to were given out to uh, prospective graduates, uh, but one interesting one is called the You Can Do It Award, where students are awarded up to $8,000 towards post-secondary education, uh, which is a potential of $1,000 per year starting at grade 5. One of the young women that were awarded this honor was grade 12 student Andrea Jawbone. She's planning on attending university and currently working towards becoming a physician's assistant. Education is very, very important to me. I've sort of been into it, I guess, since grade six, because I guess you could say I'm very competitive, so I tend to get competitive with other people, I got my grades higher and higher, then it sort of became a habit. I'm not really competitive about it anymore, but basically, and now I think it's something very important. It's basically like a stepping stone for other things in life. Andrea has a fantastic outlook on life, and it's it's great to see her realization of how important education actually is. And uh, like she says, you know, it's a stepping stone for bigger and better things in life. We also spoke with one of her teachers, Kristen Dobriansky, and she's a teacher in the Medical Careers Exploration Program, which is a program that allows students from grade 9 and up to have real-world experience in actual hospitals through practicums and through job shadowing. Kristen talked about how this unique program gives kids the opportunity and experience that they'd never be able to have anywhere else. So it provides an opportunity that I couldn't give them in the classroom. We are able to provide a lot of support for the students and then they go to their practicum placements and they get to see what they're interested, what they're not interested in. They get exposed to healthcare careers that are not just nurse, doctor. They get to see everything. And by the time they're in grade 12, they get to pick what they've been really interested in. Giving them that opportunity that you can't do in a regular classroom is amazing. And then it also challenges them to maintain really high academic standard because they know what they need to do to get those jobs. And that academic standard is is what they're striving toward because at the end of the day, the goal is to graduate and to continue education through to college or to university. Another woman helping them, these kids to graduate is Lindsay Trudeau, one of four Aboriginal graduation coaches in the school division. She does anything and everything she can to help these young people graduate and helps prepare the kids for a successful future that they might feel is potentially out of their reach. There is a there is a need um, with our Indigenous students. The graduation rates just are not quite up there with the rest of the province. And so, I mean, there's many barriers and hurdles that we know our Indigenous students face that other students might not have. And so there is a need for extra support and basically having that advocate for them to connect them to the many supports and resources that are available that they might not access on their own. School as a whole and education for many of our Indigenous that are suffering still from the intergenerational effects of our residential schools. 
um, and we do a lot of work through reconciliation and just making school a happy, safe place for all our Indigenous. We asked Lindsay what it's like to see 24 of her students win the You Can Do It Award, and she said it was a very emotional experience. Um, I Personally, I feel cheery-eyed. It's a huge accomplishment, and also it just, it makes, it evens the playing field for these guys, and it makes post-secondary a reality for them. Um, because many students, I mean, just think, nope, not even possible when they think of tuition and everything else that goes into it. So when they're able to get awards like this and know, like, hey, you, you've got that step in the right direction, this, this is a, it's for you, you know, you have the, the potential, you have the right to be there, take advantage of it and like here like you've earned this as we mentioned earlier the you can do it awards can be earned by students from grade 5 to 12 in six different inner city schools here in winnipeg based on hard work attitude and commitment to learning the awards can be accumulated annually for all eight years since the program started in 2011 984 awards have been made and counting the You Can Do It Awards are a collaboration between the province of Manitoba's Bright Futures Fund, the Winnipeg School Division, and the Winnipeg Foundation, along with donors from all walks of life. To learn more about the You Can Do It Awards, visit www.wpgfdn.org. Thanks so much, Nolan. We're just about to take a quick break, but first, I just want to mention that... Um, Listeners to one of our past episodes of River City 360, back in our first season, episode 23, um, which you can hear online at rivercity360.org. On that episode, we featured Rebecca Deng, who works with the Winnipeg Women's Resource Center in Bor, in South Sudan. And we just learned that she's actually planning on going back to Bor, and she'll be uh, reporting in upcoming episodes with some updates from her trip back there. So be sure to stay tuned to River City 360 all throughout the summer, and we'll have some updates from Rebecca on her time in Bor. Coming up after the break, we've got an interview with Donna Marion. She's a citizen journalist at Community News Commons. She'll tell us about her experiences with CNC and some articles that she's writing on the subject of condo ownership. If you own a condo or know someone else who does, this will be one that you'll want to listen to. So be sure to stay tuned for that. But first, we've got Glenn Miller with I Got Rhythm right here on River City 360. Thank you. 
Good morning and welcome back to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning and we are now joined by Donna Marion. She's a citizen reporter with Community News Commons. Donna, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get involved with Community News Commons? Well, my background is in education and training, but I've also been a documentary producer and documentary developer. So I have kind of a an eclectic background like lots of people do. And I have an interest in communications. And when I saw that these courses were being offered, I thought that's a perfect place to go to the Community News Commons to get a tune-up and to develop more finely some of the skills that I'm really interested in developing. Very interesting. So what kind of documentaries have you worked on in the past? Well, I've worked on documentaries related to the Aboriginal community to a large extent, but others as well. I'm from Lac Dubani, and I did a half-hour documentary on the development of aviation in Lac Dubani going back to the 1920s. So you have recently published your first article on Community News Commons. Uh, It's titled, Do Condo Owners Pay Excessive Property Taxes? And it's on the front page of Community News Commons right now, if you want to take a look at it. CNCWPG.org is the shortcut where you can find it on the front page. In a nutshell, what does make property taxes on condo ownership unfair? I think it's going back a number of years now to the percentage that is applied. Just for a brief, hopefully not boring history of of how property taxes are calculated, it's basically assessment times mill rate times a percentage. And the assessment is done by a local assessor, and the mill rate is established by a local municipality, a local government. But it's the percentage that is established through an act of the provincial government that drives my argument forward. And currently, condo owners are charged at a percentage level of 45%, which is identical to what people living in single-family dwellings are charged. That's interesting, because you would think for someone that maybe lives in a high-rise, it can't possibly cost the same amount for, say, snow clearing as it would for someone living in a single family dwelling, right? Oh, yes, that's a big part of how condo owners think about this issue. And, you know, it's getting your driveway plowed, but you pay for it. It's a whole number of different things that would seem to make condos less expensive uh, to to take care of. Mm. You know, less expensive to have high density housing closer to the center of the city than extending outward where the city would need to build new sewer lines, etc. So what was the response from some of the people that you've spoken with? Or are you a condo owner yourself? I am a condo owner and have been for a number of years now. But I was sparked, uh, this idea for writing was sparked by my discussions with my neighbors and friends. And they were getting property bills that were just, they felt basically very much higher than they would have expected given the square footage of, of where they live and, and the property fees that they already pay in terms of monthly fees to condo management companies. So it sparked a whole broad discussion. And I just have to share with you, no surprise, there's no one who really would not like to see their fees, their taxation, I should say, dealt with more fairly than it currently is. So it became an issue in the recent election campaign because it's the province that Uh, has the power, it's the provincial government that has the power to make the change. 
if there's a change to be made. So this article is actually one of a few that I understand you're working on relating to some of the issues uh, surrounding condo ownership. Could you tell our listeners maybe a sort of a sneak peek at what you kind of have down the pipeline? Oh, for sure. I'm really looking at now, how do we establish healthy environments in condo buildings? How, how are there healthy living environments in high-density locations? And so in Manitoba now, we've got over 1,200 registered condominiums. And I think less than 10, fewer than 10, are actually smoke-free. So I'm really curious about this whole issue because anybody that's walked through a condo, that's walked through an apartment block that's been renovated and created and uh, made into a condo has experienced smoke and different air quality issues. So that's something that I'm very interested in right now. So having attended some of the CNC training sessions, what would you say to anyone who maybe they're listening and they they have a story that they want to tell and are maybe thinking about it, what would you say to them? Well, I really love being part of it because it gives people an opportunity to speak, to have a voice, to tell a story who might never have learned the skills, uh, had an opportunity to do that kind of thing in a very safe and nurturing environment. And I can give you an example. Last night we had an advanced writing course and Dan Lett from the Winnipeg Free Press was giving us feedback on our ideas. And to me, that's top-notch. I mean, that's a top-notch critique. Not always comfortable. Uh, You know, had to shove my ego out of the way a few times. But excellent critique in terms of sharpening writing skills and learning how to tell a story in my own voice. For me, that's really important, and I would encourage Winnipegers to go ahead and do that. Just enroll in the courses. I believe they're held twice a year. Uh, They're sequenced in the spring and then in the fall, late fall again, and go to the website and find out more about that. That's excellent. And again, the website address is cncwpg.org. And if you're interested in reading Donna's recent story about property taxation and condo ownership or any of her future stories that are coming up, you can also find them on cncwpg.org right on the front page of the website. Donna, thank you again so much for joining us this morning on River City 360. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Robert. Coming up after the break, we'll hear about another promising project coming out of the Community Grants team at the Winnipeg Foundation. You'll have a chance to win a $50 gift to any registered charity of your choice if you answer a very simple trivia question. So stay tuned for that. Uh, But first, here's Linda Ronstadt with I've Got a Crush on You right here on RC360. How glad the many millions of Toms and Dicks and Williams would be to capture me But you had such persistence You wore down my resistance I fell And it was swell You're my big and brave And handsome Romeo How I won you I will never, never It's not that you're attractive, but oh, my heart grew active when you came into view. 
Welcome back to River City 360, Nolan and Robert continuing to be with you here this morning. So Robert, it is now that time of the show where we talk about promising projects for Winnipeg. And that also means it's time to ask a trivia question. Uh, We've already had two winners call in to win our trivia contest. And so I guess right now is the third opportunity for our listeners to get involved. That's right. And for those of you out there listening live on 93.7 CJNU, you have the opportunity to answer a trivia question and be awarded a $50 gift in your name to any registered charity of your choice. A fantastic way if you'd like to help out a local nonprofit that's making a difference here in our city. Absolutely. Last week, our winner was Elaine, who managed to be the first caller in and who answered the question, who was the founder of the Human Rights Hub? The answer, of course, is friend of the show, Christy McLeod, who we will also be hearing from next week on this, on uh, River City 360. So congratulations to Elaine. Well done on listening to uh, the segment and calling in first. You were awarded a $50 grant in your name to Silo Mission. Thanks for calling. So be sure to listen carefully to our next Promising Projects segment, and make sure when you call our number, I'll give you the number right now, it's 204-944-9474, extension 360. Again, that's 204-944-9474, 
extension 360, and make sure when you call in your entry, leave us your contact details and the name of the registered charity that you'd like to make the gift to, so that we're able to get in touch with you in the event that you're our winner. Excellent. So without further ado, here's the third installment in our brand new series, Promising Projects, right here on River City 360. My name is Marie Bouchard and I'm a Community Grants Associate at the Winnipeg Foundation. Part of my job is to review the grant requests that we receive from the community. The grant that I wanted to speak about was the Islamic Social Services Association. This is a, a small organization, volunteer-led. It was established in 1999 and I remember the day they came here um, just two women, uh, two Muslim women, and I didn't speak with them that time, it was my colleague, and they wanted to come in and they wanted a grant to do um, brochures for families, for Muslim families, on how to um, discipline their children now that they're in Canada, how to treat their husband or their wife. So just you know, things that we would take for granted, cultural norms that we would assume everybody knew, um, the Muslim community was really struggling with. And so these two women came in and we were able to give them a small grant. And from there we followed that organization, um, making several grants to them over the years. And um, we've watched them grow and flourish. Uh, there's about 20,000 Muslim people in the community in Winnipeg and they face unique challenges. Uh, they come here as immigrants or refugees, they have um, poverty issues, they have um, the need to adapt to a new culture, a new language, um, just really very, very challenging. And the Islamic Social Services Association has been there from day one. They offer counseling, they offer educational programs, they did a big project a few years ago on gang violence prevention. Um, so very um, integrated and integral to that Muslim community. That was Promising Projects, a new segment right here on RC360. And it's now time, it's now the time you've all been waiting for, our trivia question. So here it is. What year was the Islamic Social Services Association established? So again, that's what year was the Islamic Social Services Association established? Marie said it right at the start of the segment, so we hope you were listening intently. Call into our listener line right now and leave us the answer with your name, your contact information, and the registered charity of your choice. The first person to call in right now will be able to make a $50 grant to the charity of their choice. So that number again is 204 944-9474, extension 360. Coming up after the break, Noah Ehrenberg joins us to discuss the latest in citizen journalism over at Community News Commons. But first, we've got Ray Anthony with Be My Love right here on River City 360.
can end this yearning This need that you and you alone create Just fill my arms The way you fill my dreams The dreams that you inspire With every sweet desire Be my love And with your kisses Set me burning One kiss is all I need To seal your fate And hand in hand We'll find love's promised land There'll be no one but you for me Eternally If you Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning. And we're now joined in studio by a very special guest. We have Noah Ehrenberg. He's the convener of Community News Commons and likes to show up almost every week if we can get if we can get him in to tell us about what's happening in Winnipeg through the lens of citizen journalism, through the lens of Community News Commons. Noah, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Good morning, and it's great to be here. So what is happening in Winnipeg? Tell us some stories that citizen journalists citizen journalists are posting on CNC every day. Well, one of my favorite stories this week is from Ann Haw, and Ann is a citizen reporter that just started writing for Community News Commons about uh, three or four months ago. And um, Ann is a very good writer, and she decided to take a look at Artbeat Studio, which we know, and a program that they run called Studio Central. And um, Studio Central basically conducts art workshops everywhere around the city from unemployment centers to drop-in centers to schools, different organizations. And um, Anne takes a look at sort of how uh, Artbeat Studio and Studio Central began um, about 10 years ago. And um, I, I, I found it kind of interesting because it, in some ways it began because a number of artists were in this building that um, was vacated. And so they just sort of decided to squat and so, stay there. <laughs> and then stay there and make art well, together? Or? stay there and make art. And of course, you know that Artbeat, um, I mean, uh, Artbeat Studio is um, a program that enables uh, consumers of mental health okay. services to engage in artistic expression that uh, promotes uh, recovery, um, empowerment, and um, and really does a lot for the community at, at, at a number of different levels. And so the um, the story that Anne writes sort of goes into some of the details of, of uh, how, uh, how it all began and uh, some of the great work that they do and the impact that it has on people. It's a really mm-hmm. transformative experience. Um, you know, like if you take art into hospitals or into different types of institutions, like for example, the, 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 the Tecumseh Parkade right near the Health Sciences Center, mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of huge murals that were done as a part of a program uh, by uh, Studio Central. I mean, it's therapeutic in some ways. Absolutely. Oh, it is indeed. And and so um, that's the reason uh, why it is successful is because right. uh, people realize 
the impact that it does have. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Anne um, looks into that. And then she also does another little piece that um, uh, uh, promos a... Um, a event coming up on Thursday, this okay. coming Thursday, June the 23rd, uh, and it is a fundraiser for Artbeat Studio. Oh, nice. It's called the uh, Open Heart Event. It's over at um, Knox United Church, 400 Edmonton Street, and um, it starts at 5.30, and it's a free concert at 7, um, and uh, there's um, food and uh, lots of, um, I guess they call it friend raising, uh, oh, yeah. as opposed to fundraising. Cool. And um, it, uh, they've got a lot of um, uh, bands as well, Harmony Workshop as a band, as well as the Dirty Catfish uh, Brass Band. Uh, we'll be playing uh, a lot of tunes, as well as JD and the Sunshine Band, oh, if wow. you can imagine that. That's cool. So a uh, number of featured uh, bands, and Terry McLeod, our friend and host of the Weekend Morning Show at CBC Radio 1, will be the MC for the event. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good little show you can watch on Thursday, but uh, I saw a couple um, articles tweeted out already about mm-hmm. Jazz Fest here, oh, and yes. some photos uh, at CNC Winnipeg or CNC WPG on Twitter. So uh, tell us a little bit about Jazz Fest and, and the uh, and the coverage that's coming out of CNC? Well, I tell you, um, whenever we get festival season, uh, which is now, um, the citizen reporters love to go out there and cover these events. For sure. And um, Jazz Fest is no exception. They um, they go out there. Uh, there's a, a number of uh, different citizen reporters that go out there, take some beautiful photos, uh, do some reviews. And so uh, the site is, uh, the communitynewscommons.org site is being populated by these reviews that uh, are coming in pretty much daily. And um, it's really exciting to uh, to be able to feature um, such an amazing event, uh, mm-hmm. this uh, international uh, Winnipeg Jazz Festival. It's huge. There's a lot of talent that comes in from all across the world. Like this mm-hmm. is a big deal. People oh, may, yeah. maybe don't really understand the, the the caliber of jazz musicians that come to Winnipeg for this event. But it is. I mean, when it's called the International Fest, it's for a reason. People, oh, for people sure. People come here to play. And we also have an amazing array of talented musicians and, and musical groups here that play at Jazz Fest. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see the homegrown talent mm-hmm. uh, really represent Winnipeg. It's very cool to see. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, speaking of homegrown talent, uh, we have a local artist, I understand. or Well, every week we ask you to bring in a local artist, and I understand there's one playing at Jazz Fest this weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, um, actually, uh, tonight at oh, um, 5.20 p.m. over at Old Market Square, um, it is, and it is free, um, as uh, a lot of the Jazz Fest activities are at the venue at the Cube there uh, at Old Market Square. Uh, at uh, 5.20 this evening, you can see a group called Jupiter Storm, and uh, they are from uh, Winnipeg. They bring um, sort of a a boss futuristic vibe mm-hmm. uh, to the ancient traditions of funk and the groove family tree, I nice. guess you would call it. Um, the band is led by bassist, vocalist, rapper Carlin Jupiter, and they've been make, making uh, waves in the uh, underground scene since 2012 when their, um, their spicy blend of Latin funk and um, hip-hop and reggae uh, nice. had them um, on stages um, throughout uh, Winnipeg. And um, Going to have to head down there tonight, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah it's uh, it, it's going to be a great show. And so the tune I'd like to uh, feature this morning it, by Jupiter Storm is called Quantum Cerebellum. Cool name. It <laughs> is. So catch them later on tonight at Jazz Fest, and you can catch them here right on River City 360, CJNU 93.7 FM. <laughs>
That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you so much for listening, and a huge thank you to all of our guests for speaking with us today. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes, or subscribe to our podcast, you can visit us online at rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. River City 360, Views and News from Around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation, in partnership with CGNU 93.7 FM. 
And we'd love to hear your feedback about the show. Please give us a call. Again, our number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. You can leave us a comment about the show, request a song, or suggest a topic for a future show. Or if you have the answer to our trivia question from our Promising Projects segment, again, this is your chance to call in, potentially be able to make a $50 gift to the charity of your choice. Leave us a message there. Our listener line is open 24-7. We love to see that red light light up on the phone, so give us a call. That's 204-944-9474, extension 360. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. You can search at RiverCity360 on Twitter or RiverCity360 on Facebook. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for RiverCity360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday.